Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Tallahassee Tuesday, presented by Wait 5 Minutes, the Floridian podcast. I'm Nick D'Alessandro. This is the first Tallahassee Tuesday of May, and the first since Florida's 2019 legislative session ended this past Saturday. It has been two months of ups and downs, great successes, and troubling losses. For the next three Tuesdays, I'll be breaking down some of the biggest moments and developments in just a few minutes. There have been some massively controversial choices, ones that you certainly have already heard of. The first is in relation to arming teachers in the state. This story is so big that it's at the national level, being picked up and shared all over the internet. It was approved last Wednesday, May 1st, by the state's House of Representatives after already being approved by our Senate. The governor, Ron DeSantis, has to sign this bill as well for it to become law. The bill itself is an addendum to the Guardian program, which would arm school staff that were not teachers or possibly part-time teachers. This new bill would allow teachers to become such guardians. The decision to arm a teacher would be in the hands of the counties themselves. The state does not demand that schools have teachers go through the training, but a county can opt for it if they choose. Just over a third of the counties in Florida have implemented a guardian program already, and NPR reports that, quote, many of them are in rural areas, end quote. To become a guardian, a teacher would need to go through a 144-hour course. House Democrats loudly opposed the bills, citing abuse of power, racial conflicts, and the dangers of introducing guns into an educational environment at all. A few weeks ago, I told you about the unusual sanctuary city ban that was moving through our legislature. A brief reminder, the term sanctuary city holds no specific legal definition, though it generally relates to communities where local law enforcement is not questioning a criminal citizenship status and not complying with customs enforcement agents when requests come through. Additionally, Florida currently doesn't have any sanctuary cities, not even one. However, a bill placing a ban on these has been passed by both chambers of the state legislature and will soon be signed by the governor. The ACLU has said that this would, quote, undermine local government's ability to protect the civil rights of their residents by forcing local officials to cooperate with ICE, end quote. Essentially, local law enforcement officers would have to comply with ICE's demands regardless of whether or not the crime has anything to do with citizenship. Many are angry for various reasons, including the concern of prejudice, the rising presence of violence against immigrants by ICE, and even balking at the overreaching of the state government and their control of local law enforcement. The third major story that reached national news was in regards to Amendment 4, which was passed by a majority vote by the people of Florida this past November. It restored voting rights to nonviolent and non-sexual assault-based criminals who had served their time. The new bill, approved on Friday, May 3rd, would require these new voters to have to pay, quote, court-ordered restitution and fines before receiving their right to vote back, end quote. This was not included in the original amendment. It is being called a poll tax by state Democrats. A poll tax is any situation where you have to pay in order to vote, and it is often a buzzword in conversations about civil rights, though it is applicable here. These are the big stories, certainly, but there are many more things happening up in Tallahassee that you need to know about. Notably, our budget. The legislative session was extended one day to Saturday, May 4th. The last order of business was the $91.1 billion budget that was officially approved by our legislature. This budget is $2.4 billion more than last year's budget. That's about $4,277 per Florida citizen. There were many increases in our budget, the highest being an increase to K-12 schools and water cleanup initiatives. Some decreases include less money toward Visit Florida, our tourism organization, and less funding for state universities. More on that next week. 
Nearly 3,500 bills were filed in the two months in both houses, from small district funding projects to making it illegal to text while driving, from naming new protected land to massive sweeping environmental plans. Things will be changing in the next few months, and it's hard to see the landscape of change from here. The legislative session ended in excitement for the lawmakers, many tweeting, sharing photos, and proclaiming sine die, which is Latin for without day. It is a term used nationwide to describe the end of a legislative session. While the legislature is proud to call it a day, many are concerned for what the future holds. Many also have their eyes on Governor Ron DeSantis, who has the final say. Did he get what he wanted out of this session? Next week on Tallahassee Tuesday. An analysis of our new governor and his victories coming out of this session, as well as the importance of the new environmental policies and why recent actions by President Trump could lead to further conflict between our state and the White House. This Friday, the story of Okahumpka. I sat down with Pulitzer Prize winning author Gilbert King to get his thoughts on the little city, its rich history, and the importance of remembering our stories. Until then, I'm Nick D'Alessandro. Have a fantastic week.